0: Welcome, everybody, to another great edition of Stick a Fork in It. This uh, actually should be Stick a Stirring Spoon in it. <laughs> oh, it's a show. It is... On location. On mm-hmm. location at, uh, I have to say, my favorite location that we've been to <laughs> by far. <yeah. laughs> uh, a couple we, beverages in. That's Get right. On. That's yeah. right. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're with our good friends from the St. Petersburg Distillery. Yes. Skip and Matt, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, thank you, bud. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Good to see you, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I... It might seem a little odd for a, a food nonprofit to be talking to a distillery, but we have a pretty cool story together. Well, our introduction
2: know? was very pure.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Um, one of the great things that has come out of um, the last year and the pandemic and all the struggles that we, everyone has had in our community is that everyone who had something to offer offered it up. Yeah. And that's really kind of where the story starts, right? So, yeah. um, very early on, we knew that there would be really significant need here in St. Petersburg for food support. And so we established one of our first mega pantries at Mm -hmm. Tropicana Field. And uh, I think we were maybe even only on our first or second week. And and I get a note from Matt and and Matt Armstrong says to me, hey, um, we've done some pivoting in our business as well. Uh, We'd love to come out and help. So Matt, you want to kind of share what what led you to reaching out?
3: Uh, well, besides sharing a, a common first name, uh, yeah, <laughs> obviously that's the good
0: part. <laughs> yeah,
3: that's, yeah. My, I, I came on board here. Uh, it's been about two years ago, this April. And my, my life prior to this was a was an urban planner, city planner, and uh, we did a lot of work that way that that focused on, on community and community building, and that and that really the heart of of any strong city or any strong community or any kind of resilience is is that shared interest and. In, uh, in doing what's right and, and trying to help out where you can and so we had hosted here at the distillery a, a drive-through event we were donating hand sanitizer we'd made a lot of sanitizer uh, during during the pandemic uh, licensed through the fda and went through all those steps to to create this and here in south st pete uh, we knew that we needed to, to do something to, to help out um and, and not just stand by and so we had about three thousand people roll through on a couple saturday mornings sure. right out in front of the distillery mm. and talking to people uh as they came through hearing their stories uh about uh, where they'd been and, and why they why they were here it made a lot of sense for us to to team up with with feeding tampa bay because people were either stopping here and then going over right. to Tropicana Field right after that, or they'd been to Tropicana Field and then they were coming here. Wow. And, and so rather than making people do that and wait in these lines, and, and some people couldn't even get in a car or didn't have a gas to put in the car. Right. You yeah. gotta
1: remember too, this was, during, this is Skip by the way. <laughs> you gotta remember this was during lockdowns. And so a lot of people weren't leaving their house at all and they were super hesitant to come out. And so when Armstrong came with the Uh, with the opportunity, um, it was so logical for us to partner up and then make it one less stop for folks that were already scared to be out and then already food insecure and going through that for the first time. Um, And so we are so happy that that you brought the opportunity to Matt um, and that we were able to partner up.
0: Yeah, it's it's really a, a cool thing that happened because it's so often the story of folks who struggle that the burden becomes theirs to go and find all the supports. Right, And so now not only are they struggling, whether it's with poverty or job loss or or whatever it is, but now they're also the ones taking the initiative. They're the ones having to go to three or four different offices and share their story three or four different times and fill out three or four it's different really forms. And yeah. it's it's really one of the worst things about how we do social services in this country. And so for us, we saw the megas early on as an opportunity to draw people in right that's that's always our idea is that food Mm -hmm. more than anything else draws people in who are in need but if they're in need of food there's all sorts of other things going on in their lives and in this case everybody was scared right this was really early in the pandemic like you said still during lockdown when you know literally you thought you're shaking hands with your neighbor could kill you Mm -hmm, And, and that's a terrifying time and if you have limited means, it's even worse because you can't do anything about it. And so the opportunity to bring in really valuable partnerships to what we were doing at Tropicana Field, something that was absolutely of need that people would risk what they felt their personal safety was to go and get, we could combine that and make it easier. It it was just totally common sense.
3: I was going to say, and Skip Skip can add in on this. Uh, dealing with the logistics of it, it, it made a lot of sense too to, to reach out to the, the bartenders and the, the live sure. uh, musicians, all, all of these folks that were then out because everything was closed. Yeah. This was a year ago in March
1: now. I know, I mean, we're coming up on the anniversary, basically, of yeah. when the ownership group called me, uh, a wonderful Italian family, the Ifratis, Um and it was probably about mid to late March, um, and they said, uh, you know, Skip, um this community uh, is basically hurting right now um do we have the capability like are we in a good place with our products and i'm not going to get into the details of it but we had just done an inventory project where we made because of cap space some extra inventory at the end of last year at the end of 19. Um, and so I'm like, yeah, we, we're sitting on inventory now. We can fulfill our commitments to our customers. Uh, we can easily convert the distillery over to make sanitizer. we got two chemical engineers on staff, right? <laughs> yeah. Sanitizers, three ingredients. This is not going to be that difficult. <laughs> um, and so uh, we were juiced about it, and ownership was very uh, adamant. They're saying, OK, we're going we're gonna to donate 100,000 units. Um, you know, we, we did as much as we could with our own personal giveaways, but we could not reach anywhere the amount of people that you guys were reaching. Um, and so when they made the commitment to, to the community basically, um, and then Armstrong brought me in and said, all right, uh, let's go ahead and set this up with Mr. Spence and Feeding Tampa Bay. Uh, it was a no brainer for us. And then what we did to Armstrong's point was we have so many people that we literally rely on out in market that are pushing our products, right? Are sharing our, our craft spirit items with our community. They're out of work, right? And this is before, um, the government had approved. Uh, all of the loans and the uh, and the compensation packages or even the stimulus packages. Yeah. Um, and so they were super hurting, right? So what we did is we, we needed help to make all this sanitizer. So we'd bring them in and this was the same time when COVID was really uh, hot and heavy and everybody was scared to your point about even shaking hands. Well, we brought them in and we brought them in like 10 person shifts and they sat here and they literally helped us from the labeling to the the production to actually the bottling um the putting it into the boxes and then the distribution we went ahead and uh, i know that feeding tampa bay relies on volunteers at the time it was a it was a situation where people were even hesitant to volunteer so what ownership committed to and what i'm super proud of is that we went ahead and we took 50 out of work bartenders Put them into shifts and actually, as paid volunteers, gave them a little paycheck. They got to come out to the feeding Tampa Bay events mm-hmm. and help uh, disperse the sanitizer and actually help with the milk and the and the chicken yeah. and the vegetables yeah. and everything else. So you know they got some uh, some value out of it from a self worth. Uh, you know, remember they're sitting at home, no paycheck. Mm-hmm. Um, so they get a little bit of a paycheck and then also selfishly, we're trying to build ambassadors for the distillery. Now we're seeing the positive effect in market now that they're going back to work. Guess what? They're selling a lot of distillery items and it all works together. Um, And so it was a no brainer for us. We were happy we were able to do it. Um, You know, and since the sanitizer has kind of uh, slowed down a little bit, the big companies are are back. Um, And so what we're doing now is we're transitioning back to spirits, we're happy to do it, but we still have sanitizer inventory, which is why we can continue the partnership. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
0: it's awesome. And you know, I, I think that was my favorite part of working together with you guys is you were so clear about your desire to support out-of-work bartenders, out-of-work waiters and waitresses, people who support you and and make sure your product gets out, but more importantly, human beings that you know Mm -hmm. and that you work Mm -hmm. alongside. and. You know, I loved meeting the bartenders when they came out to Tropicana Field mm-hmm. and they were so excited. And of course, when you're talking about customer service and the folks in line to receive food being scared, who's going to put them at ease more than a bartender? <laughs> right. <You know? laughs> you and know a what grateful I mean? one of that. Right. Which,
1: right? by the way, uh, is the most difficult group to social distance. Oh yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah they want to hug you. The <laughs> was a nightmare. Uh, I'm like, no, uh, here, you got two tables. Uh, you guys need to spread out, right? Spread out the seats. And then you leave them alone for an hour. You come back and you're like, guys, like, <laughs> I'm serious about this. Where's your gloves? Where's your mask? Uh, and they finally, you know, bartenders can learn um, and adapt. Uh, but it was so interesting kind of taking that type of uh, aspect to the project that we were on.
0: Yeah, and it, it really fit in with what we were doing, right? Because at the same time, we had this opportunity to bring on what we called furloughed workers, right? People mm-hmm. in the hospitality industry or in other industries, but a lot of them came from the hospitality industry who were by no fault of their own, they did nothing wrong. They might be fantastic at their job and and be a star employee somewhere, but if your business is shut down, it doesn't matter yeah. how good you are. No. There's nothing right? to do. Totally out of yep, their control. And we were able to bring in a lot of furloughed workers to, to do some of the work that we needed because our uh, output increased so greatly, right? The need for what we did increased so greatly. And so to, to learn from your organization and see what you were doing and how you reached out and made it part of your brand and part of who you were uh it really speaks well to your owners and to to the leadership within the distillery to say no this is an opportunity for us to give back to step up um, when others are really hurting and you know it it speaks in my mind to a bigger picture approach that you guys are taking to your presence here in st petersburg
1: right oh absolutely and i'm gonna let mr armstrong talk about some of the details Um, But, uh, you know, with the community goodwill that we've put out and some of the brand that we've achieved, um, our sales here at the distillery are actually doing really well. Um, And so to continue to uh, capitalize on that, You know, ownership has uh, facilitated a project where we're going through a renovation of our current distillery. And then we have a three-year plan that Matt will walk you through. But we are very, very excited about the experience that our, you know, the people in Pinellas County, the people from all over the world when they're visiting um, can actually enjoy here at the distillery. And we wanna make it a special experience that they're not gonna find anywhere else. Um, And so I'm gonna let Mr. Armstrong kind of take you through that project. So Matt, as
0: you talk about it, I'd love for you to jump in with some of the ways that you're connected, you know, your urban planning background connected to the St. Petersburg community because something that really struck me when we first had this conversation was how clear you were about the environment in which you were located, right? That South St. Pete is a special community. It is a place with a history and with generations of folks who really care about where they're from and where they live and what's going on around them And, and yet, Just 15 blocks down, they're seeing the whole world change, right? St. Petersburg of 2020, 2021 is a completely different place than it was in 2001, right? The, The amount of growth and prosperity and money that has come into that downtown part of the community has really transformed our region in a lot of ways. And yet it's starting to creep out here. Right, it's starting to creep and when you said to me how you're approaching this work and how important it was to stay rooted in the community um i i just wanted everybody to hear it because to me is the absolute right approach to how you integrate yourself into a pre-existing location
3: uh thank thanks for that matt because um when you when you look at a city, it's St. Pete's a beautiful city. Mm-hmm. It, it's a, it's it's a cool place. I've lived in a lot of different places across the country, and and um, this is uh, this is a, this is a special place, as you say, yeah. um, for lack of a better word in the moment. But and there's a history to it, and we wanted to be respectful of that, and and, and it's really embedded in 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 the brand too. We yeah. we spent some time thinking about who we were what is our story you know every every craft distillery you can go on the website and it says our story about mm. us how we got here um you know there's history and there's and there's those types of things but for us it was we're we are st petersburg distillery we are of this city and so we need to reflect the city we're not we're not stuck in a history where it's some static story It's an evolving story, it's an evolving story. And as you said, the city has changed a lot in in 10 years. Um, The owners of the distillery, the Iafredi family, they first came to this part of South St. Pete with uh, a a crushed concrete business, a recycling business, where they'll take uh, demolition concrete and they crush it up and refine it into road base. So instead of having Hmm. to use lime rock, and go mine virgin lime rock out of the Florida aquifer, you can use this recycled concrete for road base for building roads. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. And so at the time, 10 years ago here in South St. Pete's very industrial area We're we're, we're next to a steel factory and a concrete plant and Mm -hmm. uh, that's, that's what's here. And so the owners have seen this evolution along central Avenue, certainly working its way out, you know, 10 years ago, central Avenue on 28th street and 31st <laughs> street was not what it is. Today. No, for right. sure. Um, you know, from an urban planning perspective, you, 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 you can see it in all these cities that are successful, right? There's all this investment, direct foreign investment, uh, domestic investment, people moving from other places to come here. Oh, they suddenly found this great gem of a city, but then the land values go up and, mm. and exponentially. And it becomes a giant, uh, game, right. Uh, of musical chairs and, um, and, and the people that get stuck without a seat, typically, are those that don't have ownership. Right. And um, we're, we, we're here right along the Pinellas Trail, as you say, in, in South St. Pete. We're between the interstate and, and the Pinellas Trail. And the trail is, is attracting uh, a lot of great attention and investment.
0: Yeah. For those who don't know, that's a, about a 46-mile um Walking biking path that goes all across from Pinellas County from downtown all the way up to Tarpon Springs And it's a it's an attractant. I mean literally for the entirety of its of its length for all sorts of uh kind of community gatherings and neighborhood things. And obviously for, for health purposes, lots of people love to be on it. Mm -hmm. And so that's a really neat part of this location.
3: It really feeds into the story. It it does. Uh, And and we're right in the warehouse arts district as well. And and a lot of people uh, have put a lot of time and, and, and effort into creating that that warehouse arts district uh out out to 31st street mm-hmm. and that's come a long way right across the street is the factory that's that's coming online and that's super exciting to see uh, uh the shine festival coming coming through yeah, here you know, yeah. this this coming year in october they'll, they'll have that event over at the factory um but it, that that perspective that you're talking about and doing the right thing here we knew that whatever investment we made in this area in south saint pete we had to think first about what the impact was gonna be around us because yep. if we if we just ignored it and, and plowed ahead without thinking about what that impact was going to be, we, we would we would not be true to, to our, our mission or yep. who we said we were as part of this city uh, or the things that we're doing with Feeding Tampa Bay. Um, uh, e- even looking at that bike trail, and, and we've talked about this in the past, um, there needs to be a bike component to that. Well, should it just be any kind of bike shop? Should it be something that really is is, is giving back to the community? The same way we did with uh, the bartenders and those folks in hospitality. Well, yeah, it should be more than that. Why not do more than that?
0: Yeah, that's right. I you introduced know. you to my friend John, who runs yeah. a nonprofit called Well-Built Bikes.
3: Mm-hmm. It's perfect.
0: And <laughs> they take old bikes. They take new bikes. They repair them. They let people design their own bike and rebuild it. And um, it's really about offering transportation and offering freedom to people who struggle with that. And yeah, sure. They'll, they'll occasionally get a donation of a high-end bike and they'll sell it, but they'll turn that money right back into four perfectly serviceable bikes (laughs) that will make somebody, uh, you know, will enable somebody to go and get to their job. I, I, I and feed feel the like, family uh, i
1: feel like you're helping matt out here he can cross something off of his list That's <laughs> so, taken care of so let's let's go john ahead. we you got might you going to pull out your list and want uh, we'll to see
3: all the people that spence knows and then we'll just start crossing things off <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly because it's you, you, when all this started to come together then it's 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 really it ends up being more than just a distillery that's here yep that's that's at the heart of it, yes, and that's and that's producing something, it's a value-added product, we're making it here, we're employing people here, we're growing. But we also need to remember that uh, the, the very people that are working here need to, to be able to, to get here. Yeah, and yes. if and if the if the value of the land because of the investment becomes so high that all those same people are pushed out then they can't get here anymore. And and so we're having to to strike that balance in the best way we can. Exactly.
0: Those bartenders and artists who make this such a cool place to be, right? That's what you see over and over again in these locations that become cool. They're cool because of the people who are there Mm -hmm. to begin with. And then other people come in to kind of feed off of that cool. And the people who made it cool in the first place get pushed out. Mm -hmm. And so I loved when, uh, you know, our conversation kind of went in that direction. You said, no, no, no. We're going to have an arts component. We're going to have nonprofits embedded in this work. We're going to to make sure that the community that's already here is woven into the new thing that comes.
3: Exactly. Exactly. New season, new American League championship trophy and a new Rays season membership offering flexibility, value, and priority access to tickets. Get exclusive benefits, plus the versatility to choose the game, seat locations, and number of tickets that best fit your schedule. Visit RaysBaseball.com slash season membership raise up and so
0: tell us a little bit about that new thing that's on its way because <laughs> this is this is super but, exciting
3: so i'll i'll Skip already alluded to the fact that we've we've got our first component here a new a new retail face on the street that we never had before this this was a factory it was very much a hole in the wall mm-hmm. um, uh, and and now we're opening that up we're we're, we're turning ourselves inside out and, and and bringing people in so that first component will be uh, online here at the end of this month March for, yeah. for sure mm-hmm. um, which is pretty cool and and then we'll continue moving out through the fall uh, with a big. Outdoor space and outdoor area uh, to capitalize on on that adjacency to the trail. And so there'll be this new area along the trail between the distillery and the trail that's that's outside. It mm-hmm. uh, gives people a place to, to just kind of come and be and yeah. uh, spread wow. out and you know, be, be yeah, social. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's, it's COVID yeah. friendly, COVID safe, pandemic safe, if you will. People want to
0: appreciate the beautiful place in which we live, right? Mm-hmm. Because right. it's yeah. not right. just the cool people that are here, it's the fact that it is, you know, the beginning of March and it's yeah. 74 degrees yeah. and perfect outside. <laughs> right. Right. And I went kayaking last weekend, right? Awesome. That's, <laughs> that's what we want to take advantage <laughs> of. Right,
3: right. Um, you know, and, and, and as we move forward, uh, over, over the next couple of years, we'll be adding a barrel storage warehouse. We can, you know, put up to 15, 20,000 barrels in there for wow. aging. Uh, there'll be uh, the ability to tour that, come and look at all of that. Um, But as those pieces come online, as you mentioned, we'll be adding some studio space, we'll be adding some space for artists uh, and other uh, makers, people that are uh, fabricating or building things, Mm -hmm. some space for them to be here as well, Um, and some some potential gallery space, things that um, are needed to show and illustrate what our community does yeah
1: Yeah, and you got to remember a lot of these folks um that are maybe uh you know they have a gal they have a an idea um, or maybe they're an artist or maybe it's even like they're they're crafting um different types of elements for cocktails or something Mm -hmm. along those lines Um, for them to have an actual storefront is just an amazing expense Mm -hmm. that they would have to go through Um, if we can offer them basically a, a place that they can work Uh, interact, sell their wares, um, bring them up in the community, and then also, uh, you know, selfishly, people that are visiting them will be here at the distillery. Mm -hmm. Maybe they Mm -hmm. check out the distillery, they Mm -hmm. go on a tour, they like the products, they tell a friend. Um, And so, yeah, there is a business aspect to it, um, but it's more about, you know, actually us walking the walk and making sure that those folks have something that they wouldn't normally be able to have, like, you know what it is to, to start a business, mm-hmm. um, especially in St. <laughs> Petersburg, Florida, oh, especially yeah. in this area. Um, and so During these times. Yeah, the synergies are really good for yeah. us.
4: I think that's such an essential St. Pete thing as well. Like you mentioned the factory earlier, like St. Pete in a lot of ways reminds me of almost like Wynwood, Miami, cause there's just art everywhere. Uh-huh. And you see, like we have like a uh, second Saturday, I think it is with like mm-hmm. the whole like art tours and i was i was just at like green bench brewery a few months ago and what you're talking about kind of reminds me of that. Just the place to be like a place. That's just like, it's a neat outdoor space for like people to kind of congregate. And, uh, I think the fact that you're including artists is so cool because you see a lot of like, I think it's called Pinellas ale warehouse. That's like just massive art on all the walls, you know, on the outside. And that kind of draws people in, you know, it just, it has a different vibe
3: to it. Right. Right. And to that yeah. point, uh, and Matt to back to your point is it's, it's more than just authenticity. It's, it's saying, look, we, we don't need to be, uh, the Uber brand on anything, right. you know, uh, we don't have to go out and put billboards everywhere. It's it's walking the talk. Mm-hmm. It's it's just demonstrating. It's it's leadership by doing, right? It's that's right. the whole thing that says just do what's right. Mm-hmm. It's
0: truly living in community. Right. That's right. what it is. Like yeah. Understanding that your actions have impact on people around you and caring about
3: that. Yeah, and listening and, and listening to them. Yeah. yeah, listening to the people that are here as as opposed to assuming. That we know the answers to everything either that's another classic you know urban planning thing is (laughs) don't come into some situation assuming you know everything (laughs) yeah don't tell people what they need they'll tell you just listen Yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: yeah and another element to it um you know as you get going and you have this space adjacent to the trail where people will come in and you know maybe pause their run or their bike ride and and take advantage of what you have to offer we plan on jumping in on that too you know we talked about early on as you were sharing the vision i was like oh no 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 we have a mobile grocery store we are taking one of those spaces
3: yes absolutely you know
0: we're really excited about that because it's a mobile grocery store it's literally the only one in florida that is a mobile grocery store that accepts snap ebt uh dollars so people of Any means, any level of means can come get good, fresh food. We'll have prepared meals on there from our team at Trinity Cafe. We'll have medically tailored meals for people with special dietary needs. We have good, fresh produce that a lot of the area right around here, you know, the folks that live here don't have easy access to Mm -hmm. high-quality fresh produce at low cost. And so your opening to the community enables us to be better servants to the community. And it's just, it's so neat how it's a web, right? It's its not a linear relationship where I meet you and introduce you to John and now John has a thing, right? It's the business that Skip is talking about where it really integrates where you doing good for your organization and your employees and your people and your owners does good for the community. You know, and, and that to me is the, the coolest part of this story. Sure, it started with sanitizer and, and <laughs> being efficient, right? right? but there's a, there's a much bigger story where really good people are getting together to do good things yeah
3: exactly and at, at the end of the day that's, that's what's going that's what's going to get us all through this no matter what gets thrown at us pandemics or otherwise that's that's what's going to last yeah no doubt mm-hmm. New season, new American League championship trophy. And a new Rays season membership offering flexibility, value, and priority access to tickets. Choose the game, seat locations, and number of tickets that best fit your schedule. Visit RaysBaseball.com slash season membership. Raise up.
0: So, we're going to do a little bit of a twist on a normal question that we ask of our guests. So, normally... Cause we're food people, Mm -hmm. right? We ask about your favorite food. We ask about, you know, a memory around food, but I think I'm going to take a little license here and change (laughs) it up a little bit because of where we are. We are in a distillery and I want to ask about your favorite drink, your favorite experience of, you know, maybe we'll, we'll keep it PG, but (laughs) your, your experience of, you know, why'd you get into this business? What is it about the, the spirits world that you really like
1: sure well i'm i'm a 20 year guy uh and um you know i started out with really big companies right so i was eight years at gallo biggest global wine company in the world um six years at pernod ricard which is like jameson absolute chivas second biggest global spirit company in the world then i I moved over to diageo diageo is the biggest spirit maker in the world Mm -hmm. Um, my last job there i had 12 states uh i was i was the east national account person um, and it was very fulfilling, but it wasn't, uh, but it is just still a big corporation, right? Uh, and then I wasn't actually responsible for making anything. I was responsible for, for uh, shareholder growth, hmm. right? Right. And so um, the interesting thing for me was, uh, you know, I, I have two uh, high school age children. Um, I wanted to spend a little more time with them as well. Uh, met this ownership group and they kind of laid out for me where they were, um, what was going on. Uh, what the potential of this place actually was and asked me to be to come on and be a part of the project um and then after a few months of negotiation we signed the deal and uh and i will never look back i mean it is uh it has been an exceptional experience um you know we, we came in um and at the time i used some of my industry experience um blended with the wonderful team that they had here already we got warren gardner our master distiller is phenomenal and a great story he's got, fantastic I just oh had my gosh to talk yeah. to him and... Uh, and and he has made exceptional products um, there was a couple of uh, real craft products that we we shifted on a little bit um to make it um still special and unique but to to blend it out a little bit we reformulated the gin um we have a new whiskey now um, and those things are doing phenomenal right um and then we actually created a sunset gen this year which is an orange infused gen um i didn't have the ability to do that at Diageo or Pernod or gallo right um so that was the attraction for me uh all the goodwill and and the actual touching consumers again um, that part was a bonus, and and it, it has been where I know that I am going to retire at this company. Yeah. Like there's no way in hell I'm going anywhere else. <laughs> I've had a taste of the good life, and I love I'm going to keep it. Oh, I that's love it. good. Um, because <laughs> they, you know, we're doing the right things. Like they're they're very supportive. They allow me to build the team that I needed to build. And then when these special projects come up, it wasn't that skip. Uh, just give a little sanitizer away, and then sell the rest. It was skip. We are donating a hundred thousand units before we do anything. Mm. I had to actually talk ownership in to let me sell a little bit to the people that were still open, <laughs> like the nursing homes, yeah. the doctor's offices, right. Um, right. you know, the ALF. Like there, there, are so many people that that were still in business. And you got to remember, this is when it first hit, mm. and there was no the sanitizer. And then the right. nursing homes were yeah. getting just decimated. Yeah. So I said, listen, we we won't, uh, you know, we won't do it uh, where we're selling it like over. Uh, yeah, what no they were price paying before, or mm-hmm. right? right. We'll, we'll make sure right. that you know. Maybe we pick up a couple of customers along the way. It's not our core business, right? We don't really want to be in the sanitizer business forever. But I was like, you got to let me. Uh, we have enough. You got to let me sell <laughs> a little bit to them, and then offset a little bit of the bartender payments and the mm-hmm. um and, right. and the donations right. a little bit. So we we're as a business, we were able to compensate for the donations with a little bit of sales that we did on the side. Um, but I just feel so supported in that, and that's not an experience I would have had anywhere else right? <laughs> right yeah and then from a marketing aspect right i have a marketing budget i was able to save a little bit of that budget because because of all the community goodwill we were doing now we're on uh you know feeding tampa bay podcast yeah, right. Uh, right. you know <laughs> right. i had to hire a public relations company just to manage the different uh, morning shows and all that mm-hmm. um but we wanted to get the word out not only about the distillery about what we were trying to do so that if other people needed help fire department, police, you know, we the boys in blue, the boys in red were coming by every day. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, we saw that you gave the firehouse number 47. <laughs> we're firehouse number 32. Uh, can we please have some sanitizer as well? Hell yes, you can, you know? Yeah. And so we, we, were, we were doing all the donating on the side, doing a little bit of sales. It was a hell of a project. Um, and now we're back to making these craft spirits. So... Favorite drink, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Tell oh, me yeah. your favorite. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me your favorite. That was story. a long way to get there. Um, so our sunshine whiskey, uh, I'm super proud of. Warren, uh, he made a uh, specialty whiskey product for um, uh, for one of our accounts. Uh, and I asked him, I said, this has gotten really rave reviews. What's mm. the blend that you're using? He told me, um, and it was 75% of the seven and a half year whiskey. And so I said to Warren, how much of this whiskey do we have? He told me, uh, I know what we paid for it. And I said, Let's go ahead and change the whiskey to this formula, right? So now our whiskey is 75% seven and a half year whiskey, uh uh 25% four-year whiskey, and what you're getting is just a beautiful, uh, smoky, complex whiskey that basically drinks like a bourbon. Um, and so my favorite drink is to take that whiskey, put a little bit of Tiplers in it instead of a simple sugar, a little bit of bitters, a black cherry. Do you guys know what drink that is? Uh, one of my favorites I'm two-thirds of the way through (laughs) one. yes I do so that's an old-fashioned yes uh, shout out to my mom I introduced her to this she sends me a picture every two days of the old-fashioned that she's enjoying that evening Um, but uh, it is just and that's the fun phenomenal part about this is that uh, we can take something old like an old-fashioned put a new twist on it right take yeah. the substitute the simple sugar um which is just a manufactured product for our Tipplers orange liqueur which is a craft distilled product right you're getting the same level of sweetness but you're adding complexity to your old-fashioned and then now oh, we got a no, great it, drink and it's that it's is definitely my level, favorite it's better. Yeah. <laughs> it's better. Yeah, it is very good i have to say yeah that's so,
3: awesome so that's my favorite drink what about you i, I i'm a fan of the Tipplers as well um And the old fashioned is really good. When you you take the sweetness of that Tiplers and and you kind of add it to that maturity of the whiskey where you have some of that smokiness and oakiness, that's really good. Yeah,
0: <laughs> absolutely. Really good.
4: Yeah, This has to that be the awesome. best industry to do research in. Right. Like yeah. R&D is great. Yeah. Maybe a little bit more Tiplers than another. Yeah. So like, you know, yeah.
0: I'm not sure I've gotten it quite right. I'm going to have to try I'm gonna
3: it. I'm going to start yeah. all over. i <laughs> another.
0: Everybody well, goes home
4: happy.
3: <laughs> yeah, right? well, that's it's right. A little joyful. It's really cool because we were talking about the new retail space. Well, one of the coolest things in there is a wall that has – the drinks on it, it's, it's made out of l- the same charred oak mm. that we have in our barrels, that we age oh. the mm. stuff in. Mm. And so when you walk in the door, that smell of that charred wood immediately hits you when you come in it, it's, yeah. that smoke in it is that you can you can think of being around a campfire and then mm. some of that smoke that comes off a good wood campfire right yeah Put you another know, <laughs> yeah. right wood in there yeah. Yeah. right that makes a difference right. um, yes it does but uh, that that smell that hits you when you walk in the door of that wood and that that very basic element and then being able to taste it mm. in yep. a drink and and have that food component to it mm. yep it's really cool there's a lot of art and science to that.
1: Yeah, I tell you what too and, and when we uh start doing consumer tours this summer, um I cannot wait uh for all of our patrons, all of the people who've been joining us at the bars or maybe picking us up at an ABC or a Total Wine or a Publix. Um, enjoying it at home, giving them new ways to have the drinks. Yep. But then also, when you walk in this distillery on the day that we're making Old Saint Pete Righteous Rum, uh, and the guys have a tote of honey that they're literally <laughs> pouring into the top of a tank, uh, with uh, cool. You know, with the the distilled cinnamon sticks oh, already man. in there, and they're mixing it. The whole place <laughs> fills up with like that wonderful smell, and like you can tell the second you like when I walk in this distillery i know what the guys are working on mm-hmm. as soon mm-hmm. as i walk through the door because i'm like oh coconut rum day <laughs> <laughs>
5: oh, sunset
1: gin day oh, wait is that tippler? nope tipplers day and uh and it's just fun when we see the when the uh the truck of oranges come in right mm. uh, we use oranges in a couple of different products um you know and they take it off and they, and they select the oranges for the tipplers and they're juicing the whole oranges and using it in the distillation wow. process I cannot mm. wait for the rest of the world to see what I'm blessed to see <laughs> yeah. every day I come to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty cool. All right, Shannon. <laughs> yeah. What about you? Oh, oh. <laughs> Favorite?
2: oh, so I'm actually on board with the old fashioned. Yeah. Um, my boyfriend introduced me to that and that's what I request. I was just at Teak um, got to experience the pier for the very first time this past weekend. Yeah. Oh yeah, And it was a good
1: old. Oh, call out the Doc Fords. They're a great Love partner Doc over Fords. there. Love Fords. <laughs>
6: yeah. yeah, it
2: was a wonderful experience. And I'm a I'm a Tampa girl. I'm a Floridian. I am I live on the other side of the bay, but I we come over here regularly. It's mm-hmm. a it's a lot of restaurants. Um, Night times over here are wonderful. The beaches, of course, are gorgeous. And mm-hmm. St. Pete is definitely a Tampa Bay gem. So. Yeah,
0: for sure. Mm-hmm.
2: As yeah. is the products over here. I'm That's a simple right.
4: drinker. I got to say, Cuba Libre, maybe, or a uh, okay. Dark and Stormy. Nice. You know, I'm a I rum man, Jamaican background.
1: Uh, I am gonna make you a dark and stormy right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll might wait till we, never, we be right back. I've <laughs> never I've <laughs> never had one of those. It's a good so. time for a pause. <laughs> that's right. Uh, yeah. that's right. That yeah. old Saint Pete righteous rum yeah. uh, it's the way to go. is
4: the best dark and stormy. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm not
1: scared to I'm say that. I'm gonna it. rent a space
4: out here when you're ready. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So uh, all remotes from now on will be here. Yeah. Right? right. I mean, even if a, we're not yeah. interviewing studio, Skip and uh, Matt, we're just right. gonna, you know we've joked. Uh, you know, Shannon, Evan, I have joked often about how much better this podcast would be if we could do it podcast after dark. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you yeah. know, oh. have conversations over alcohol. And so mm-hmm. yeah. no, we're definitely. we're getting our test run at it right <laughs> yes, now. And so far, doing it.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Right? We've
0: knocked out, too. So, you know, we've been we've been partners now for almost a year. Sure. And it's been fantastic. You guys are, are amazing to work with. Anytime we've ever had anything going on and reached out, you guys have been, you know, jumped up and said, yes, you know, mm-hmm. you've introduced us to people, we've introduced you to people. And then recently, Skip reached out again and said, hey, we have, uh, we have an opportunity here. Um, your name came up. Uh, tell us about how that came around.
1: Yeah, so um, Angela Smith with Off the Field Players Association, uh, Off the Field Wives Players Association. Did I get that right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all, the, all the words are in I'm there. Looking up, a, was the right I'm looking right. over at Angela now. She's going to do a segment with you guys here in a minute. And, uh, I think she's bringing in Michael Clayton, which is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so she reached out. Um, she was actually connected through uh, one of our owners, um, Dominic Jr., um, and uh, she reached out, she had an event coming up, right? And like we do with all of our events uh, that we're going to support, I like to know where the money is going um, to make sure that it is uh, in conjunction with what we're trying to be and do here at the distillery, right? We yeah. have people come in all the time. Hey, um, I'm having this benefit. Okay, well, what are, is it benefiting? It's benefiting my business. <laughs> you know? All right, well, that's not really how we do sponsorships, right? Um, but Angela, uh, who I am just so happy to have met, Um, came in and um, not only is it a cool organization what they're doing, getting people together, um, but she told me that it was Feeding Tampa Bay that all the money was going to. Uh, easy decision for Armstrong and I, we were immediately in. Um, and then I connected her with you because uh, because I knew that the donation was going to Feeding Tampa Bay, I was able to um, to donate to Angela things that I knew that you needed. Yeah. Um, not just cash, right, because some of it is cash, but sometimes we can get even more value right. out of other right. things because, you know, it cost me a certain amount of money to make the sanitizer, I know what people People are paying for sanitizer yeah. I can give the equivalent value of 25 30 grand worth of sanitizer is not costing us as much as 25 30 grand but off the field players wives Association gets the benefit you get the benefit so it was an easy conversation to have um, and then she uh, you know we, we did the event um, we were able to support feeding Tampa Bay she has another event coming up March 20 March 20th, 20th yes. right yes um, and then that is a, the actual her virtual show, which I think she's gonna talk a, a little bit about yes. uh, in the later segment. Um, and, and we're happy to support those guys too. And then selfishly too, like uh, she has a great network, Angela does. Um, and so a lot of these uh, former players and former players' wives um, have separate little things that they're doing for the organization, You know, like Anthony Beck puts on his football camp. Um, and, and there's a lot of other people that are doing really good things for, for the community. So now I get to meet all of these folks uh get tied into them where it, where it makes sense for us from a business aspect um and so it's been a wonderful partnership and i'm i'm super excited she's gonna be able to tell you a little bit about that here in a minute
0: yeah that was really fun to get that phone call and say hey by the way you know we're, <laughs> we're working with the distillery I was like, hey i love those guys you know yeah. that's
1: that's awesome and so uh
0: we brought over uh, carlos drove over the big truck and and we i think put three plus pallets of uh of thirty thousand dollars worth of sanitizer in the back and right now you know that's going to trinity cafes where we're serving meals to folks in need that's going to our distributions where our volunteers need to make sure they're still safe and being able to sanitize it's going out to our partners so it's not only you know a monetary contribution it is a contribution that is literally making a difference and keeping people safe so we really right. appreciated you guys reaching out to us and you know your connection with angela and her yeah. her awesome crew of folks so
1: it's well, been and fun. i know with food sensitivity like uh that's on your mind first is the food right yeah um and so things like sanitizer and, and other items that are nice to have maybe you you know you got to take care of your family and the food first so we're happy that we can do that and and listen. Um, you know, these are people that are down and out right now. But I come to the the food drives. You see all kinds of different cars. Um, yep. You know, people that have not been in this position before, mm-hmm. um, and I know that uh, once they bounce back. I would love for them to be able to enjoy our craft products and and to be an ambassador for the distillery as well so uh, there's many reasons to do it outside of just it's the right thing to do right but right. it is
0: also yeah. the right thing to do it which is, yeah. is what's great about it you right know, you and, and i love that that is first for you guys and i appreciate that it does help your business and it helps all of the other things but i know you're doing it because it's the right thing to do, which is fantastic. And, Absolutely, you know that's the same thing with Angela and her crew. They're they are here. They're helping out, feeding Tampa Bay. They're supporting organizations all across the country. Every Super Bowl, they pick somebody new. Um, you know, maybe they'll come back in a couple of years. Hopefully, when we get a Super Bowl where we can actually have people in the stands. Uh, but <laughs> do over. That's right. Do-over. We need a do over. But uh, you know, it's just been a, a really neat partnership all across the board to have everybody involved.
5: Yeah. And it's, you know, the people always say it's six degrees of separation, so um, a little funny side story is that um, Dom Jr. and his wife, they are actually really close friends with uh, Teresa Russell and Jr Russell. Jr Russell played with my husband uh, for the Bucks, and um, they are really who bought me and Dom Jr. and Carrie together, and so we went out to dinner, and when we were at dinner, I bought up my event and uh, what I was doing. And then Don was like, oh my goodness, that's a perfect fit for my company. And he was like, I need to introduce you to Skip. So I meet Skip and um, our children actually go to school together at Karawood oh, well, Day okay. School. <laughs> so nice, I've nice. known his of all wife. The that's yeah, funny. I've known his wife, Nikki, for years. And um, I just didn't know that Skip was her husband. <laughs> and so then um, with that connection, it just—it was just a perfect fit. It just seemed right. And everything was coming together. So we're super excited for the partnership and to see how we continue to grow.
0: Yeah, that's a perfect transition because part two of this podcast is, uh, yes. is going to be the Angela Takeover. So right. we're really excited <laughs> to get into that
1: piece of the conversation. Right. So yeah. so, stay tuned. For That's part right. two. Stay tuned for That's right. that. Yes. Bringing my
5: brother Michael Clayton into the picture, and he's always fun to talk to. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> that, the LSU guy that uh, yeah. took Florida down.
5: Yeah, yeah.
1: Hey, I, I'm we, happy. We beat them though yeah. the year that they won the national championship. The Gators did, so Get that up. was their one loss yeah. that year. Oh, so. oh
5: there Ca- you go. Careful
0: with the word "we" and "Gators" around here. <laughs> <laughs> cause yeah, cause we're, this, we're this all is Florida. a Florida State yeah. podcast. It, it absolutely so. is. So. Cut off, skip. we talk about food sometimes. But this is really true. We have Florida State it podcast. Is.
5: Yes. Well, I have yeah. to say, Michael's entire house is purple and gold. So, um, yeah, you know I think what? his wife is trying to change that right now. So. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Well, we really appreciate you guys. Um, obviously, I appreciate the old fashioned, but also you know, your <laughs> partnership and all the time together. And sure. uh, I'm just really excited about what you guys are building here and how you've integrated the community. It's it's the right way to do things, and and I think that speaks to your company as a whole. You know, it's, it's just, you do things the right way, and and we really appreciate that.
1: Yeah, and we're really excited to um uh, not only do uh, the right things, but to share uh, what we're doing with our core businesses with the with the consumer. Um, like matt armstrong mentioned uh, we literally are going to be open our new market store is going to be open here um, at the distillery uh, by the end of this month Um, and then we'll be doing consumer tours and events uh this summer um and so i would ask everyone uh come on out um you know see a little bit about what we're about uh you know maybe give you a little vip tour or something (laughs) before we're under construction um but we're just happy to be here um what he's doing with the urban planning um, in the city uh, and working all of that out, we're all gonna be a part of that project. So there's gonna be many more opportunities for all of us to get our heads together and, and talk about what we can do to make this place uh, possibly even better than it actually is.
0: Yeah, so to our listeners who have uh, interest in doing some good work in, in South St. Pete, you know who to get a hold of now.
3: That's right, because it's, it's an ongoing thing. It's not something that has a, uh, an end at you know, a certain point on a timeline. It's an ongoing thing. It's a commitment. Right. We're here. We're gonna be here. So that's awesome. Come on over.
2: So you guys, we invite you to come hang out at St. Pete Distillery and stay tuned for uh, a little bit with Angela and Michael Clayton.
6: All
0: right, welcome back, everybody. This is another uh, fun set of guests today with angela and michael um, angela is with us as a uh, representative of off the field players wives club we'll talk in some more detail about that and michael clayton you uh probably know from his days in tiger stadium or at yes. the old sombrero or raymond james and uh all of those good times that we've seen of him going deep and and uh making the fans cheer so yep. welcome guys
7: Honor and pleasure to be here with you guys. This is a a beautiful location and I I can see the big vision of what is gonna transpire here. So I'm really excited about the people of St. Pete being able to experience a new location and it's gonna be very vibrant atmosphere. I truly believe that. Absolutely. Yes. Thank yeah. you for taking the time, guys.
2: We appreciate
0: Absolutely. it. Absolutely. The Distillery has been a uh, fantastic host and great partners with us. And actually, Angela, that's you know, one of the ways we connected with you and uh, and your work. Would you like to tell us a little bit about your organization?
5: Yes, definitely. And that, I just want to say that was a great introduction. <laughs> <laughs> He's gotten pretty good you at this. You can introduce right. me anytime. <laughs> Mr. Smooth. <laughs> oh, Mr. Smooth, I'm telling you. <laughs> um, yeah, so I had the pleasure of being the chair of the Off the Field Player Wives Association. Super Bowl fashion show this year. Um, Not only was that an honor, but it was an honor to be a part of history, Uh, winning the Super Bowl in the host city. Um, So to be able to bring that home and wrap that around a charity fashion show event that benefited Feeding Tampa Bay, it was just a super humble experience uh, for me and all the ladies. Uh, Off the Field Player Wise Association is a 501c3 organization. Every year we go to the host city of the Super Bowl and uh, we get back to the community. So we get to choose. Uh, foundation of our choice, and this year uh, we chose feed in Tampa Bay. Oh. So we were super excited to be a part of that and to be able to come out and volunteer with all the ladies. It was a really wonderful experience.
0: Yeah, we're so thankful that that you chose us to support. And you know, this year of all years, you had quite the um, challenge on your hands with all yeah. of the different things that you had to accommodate. You know, I know in past years this was a it was a pretty big event to do the fashion show. So tell us how you made that work in our uh, new. Covid world.
5: Yes, it was a it, every year. It's a marquee event, and to try to do that um, during a pandemic was really difficult. Um, but that is one of the reasons why we decided on feeding Tampa Bay uh, to be able to give back to the community because the food insecurity uh, was one of our biggest concerns. As mothers um, and knowing that we had the ability to give back and to put food on the table for families um, that are in need at this time it was a no-brainer for us Um, Tom Brady supports the organization as well Mm -hmm. and um, with him being a wonderful leader uh, for the Buccaneers organization um, which my husband is still part of I definitely wanted to piggyback off of that and make sure that we gave back in the best way possible Neiman Marcus um, was our host And they did a great job um, with allowing us to pivot um, from having a physical event to a virtual event. We did not want to become a mega spreader Mm -hmm. of uh, COVID-19. So we decided that we were going to do it privately um, so that the women can walk comfortably. Everyone can be safe. And we can still show off the wonderful spring fashions. Uh, Neiman Marcus was able to pull the fashions early. So everything that you're going to see on March 20th for our virtual show are fashions that haven't hit uh, the runway yet, and they are not in stores yet. So, um, you know, you will enjoy watching um, the outfits that they had us on. Personally, yeah. I loved my outfit, um, you know. And so I will made it be sure yours? It, oh, yeah. Oh, or it already oh, is. It, yes, yes it's, it's in the closet I right was now. I to say, so. it went home. <laughs> yes, it went home. I mean, my husband did have to come out his pocket a little bit more than yeah. Uh, well, expected, you know, hey, you know, what can I say? So definitely I want everyone to look forward to March twentieth on our social media. Um you'll be able to see uh, the uh, the ladies rock the one runway and it, all the benefits went to feeding Tampa Bay. Well, so. we'll
2: be sharing that for sure on yeah, our no social no. as well, and we appreciate you. I wanna ask you, I know that you volunteered at our Mega Pantry, which is one of our can, largest in Hillsborough. Jump yeah. in
0: for a second before we get to the real stuff. I'm not,
2: I'm Are you going sure. back to fashion? Yeah. Because <laughs> well, I'm happy to do that's that our with you. Group.
0: I, we know that that's not my, no, well, my game, I, right? I'm
2: poking at you. You I, know it.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, okay. Every polo shirt matches every
6: pair
2: right. of pants. Right. Michael needs to take you aside one. and give you some yeah. schooling. Oh, come on, Matt. Don't, that don't
0: sell yourself swear.
6: short. Right. I
5: see the white shirt
0: right? pulling in. Oh, yeah. The feeding Tampa Bay sign right now. Yeah. Right. Come on. You're coordinated. Avoiding the sweat tarts or the gray and
5: in the beard. It all comes <laughs> together, right? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I spend about 15 seconds a day thinking about fashion, so that's definitely not where I was headed. But it's called
5: effortless fashion. There you go. Right. There we
0: go. I, and I that like is that. his style,
5: that's I promise you.
0: Definitely not what my wife thinks, but uh, I'll take that <laughs> as a compliment and run with it. Uh, but, you know, I, I do have to just slide back for a second there because I don't know, if, did we just break news? I heard you say my husband's still with the Buccaneers.
5: Oh, well, he's, he's uh-huh. a pro scout now, so uh-huh. he played for 11 years, Damn. and now he is the pro scout, so he gets the liberty of being able to know the players that we'll be getting and who we'll be keeping oh, before. Oh, so you have the secret. Yes, <laughs> they're locked and loaded, though. You know? Oh. you know, even before I came on the podcast, he was like, Angela? And I was like, I know, <laughs> I know the rules. <laughs> Uh, see,
0: we made the mistake of doing this at the distillery in the morning instead uh, of in the evening, because uh, then we might have gotten into some of those
5: secrets. <laughs> yeah, but. Talking yeah it is, it's not, it's,
2: there is a bar behind us.
5: Just uh, saying, right. I'm Angela, I'm
2: what do you like to drink?
5: Uh, I <laughs> to say, but how excited are we that we actually got OJ Howard for the fifth year? So oh, yeah, that's, that's cool.
0: That's fantastic. Can't wait to see him healthy. Yeah,
5: yeah I'm super excited about that, and just excited about the season in general. Just uh, the energy that Brady brings. Um, you know. It with Gronk and AB it's just it's been like a whirlwind of just excitement and just knowing what our future has to hold Mm. for the city of Champa I mean I mean you couldn't be any more excited yeah we actually had the liberty of like um, the boat party Oh my gosh, that was an amazing experience. We enjoyed that, and just to be a part of that, we were able to bring our kids on the boat too. Oh, wow. So we really nice. got. First of all, it was perfect weather. Yeah. Yes, which it really you know, was. Tampa always gives you perfect weather when you least expect yeah. it. Yeah. It's like it's, it'll be like sixty percent chance of rain, but then it's like perfect, beautiful weather outside. <laughs> it's and this just yeah, it's yeah. always like amazing, right? Mm. So it was just like I don't. It was just like a perfect, like just watching everything come together from like winning the Super Bowl, going down on the field, confetti falling on you. You're like, is this, is this really happening? <laughs> and mm. it's just like, it is, you know, we Aww. wanted to like take some confetti home, but it was like soaking wet, <laughs> oh. like off the floor. We tried to like pick it up and it was just like, okay, well, we can't get that part, but we're here, you yes. know, yes. and that's all that's that right. matters. And yeah. even, and that's kind of what we say. Cause it's like, we feel like we were so short a little bit because we won during the pandemic and we didn't really get a chance to like have that like mm. real, Ex- celebrating experience yeah. because it was so limited just to make sure everyone stayed safe which mm-hmm. we, we've done all season long. The NFL yeah. has done an amazing job with mm-hmm. keeping everybody super safe and making sure we made it to the Super Bowl. So kudos to the, the NFL for that and for, yeah. you know, everyone abiding by the rules because mm-hmm. no one likes to be, you know, feel like you are being told what to do as an yeah, adult. But, right. Yeah. Right. You know. Right. Sure. But everyone had the same goal in mind and mm-hmm. we actually achieved that goal. Mm-hmm. So I like to tell my kids that, our three boys <laughs> that, you know, if you <laughs> listen <laughs> to mommy and daddy's rules you will make it to go. the super bowl <laughs> there you go i have
0: to take that to my three
5: boys
4: sorry
0: for the uh sidebar there i just wanted well, to check a and good make one. sure a good uh, you know, one. You know so let's you you had us on track. Let's see if you can get back <laughs> that, on that, track. Is,
2: that is my job, y'all. Just so you know, I'm the keeper of the keys over here. Mm-hmm. So, but that was a good because you know, celebrating mm-hmm. historic wins and keeping everyone safe because we now know, at two weeks after, you know, we did keep everyone safe in Tampa mm-hmm. Bay, even though we celebrated, even though we had wonderful guests. Yeah. So, uh, and the NFL was very good to us and very yes, good were. defeating Tampa Bay. We had a great time mm-hmm. um, with their their staff and. Um, Goodell hanging out with Mm -hmm. us for a whole day but really he was at a distribution as well we had a great time with him and his family Um, but you also were at a distribution and I wanted to get your feedback on your experience there and that's where i was going so mm-hmm.
5: equally important though
2: <laughs> as that share mm-hmm. for your family and your experience
5: oh yes that this experience was amazing we were at the hillsborough county um, distribution center mm-hmm. and about 17 of the off the field player wives association um, members came out and we volunteered our time um, in during the first shift And we saw over hundreds of families come through the lines to receive fresh produce, bread, bagels, um, you know, amazing um, boxes and boxes of food um, that we were able to put in the trunks of um, the family's cars. And I was in the very my first duty um, was the um, traffic. So mm-hmm. I got to tell the cars like where to go. I got to wear this like amazing, <laughs> fashionable orange. Absolutely, it's it's you say, <laughs> back to safety first. Right? safety first. Mm-hmm. You know, the vest was like a two x, and I, I really enjoyed putting it on and just. But I, I you know, well, you I. Did. I, I, didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. My brother does. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. Um And so, you know, I, I got to see the. The looks on um, everyone's faces coming in before they receive their food, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I got to see, you know, what their faces looked like after yes. the boxes got in the back of their cars. And there was grandmothers, and there was mothers, and there was fathers, um, and they were smiling. Mm-hmm. And it really t- is very heartwarming, and it always touches me um, in a way where. it makes me want to cry in a a way that I know that there's so much more that needs to be done Mm -hmm. Um, I know that during the holiday seasons um, you know everybody wants to give back Mm -hmm. Um, you know everyone is in the spirit of giving back but we got to um, do this time to uh, volunteer our time in between the holidays and to see that that need was still there um, in such a large way um, just made us realize that there's more to be done Mm so for us to, to be able to to give back just for those few hours and to touch so many families in that um, little bit of time. I really just encourage whoever this um, who's listening to this podcast right now, just make sure you volunteer mm-hmm. and give yeah. your time because you never know how impactful your volunteering time will be mm-hmm. for a family's mental health, mm-hmm. for, for the, their children to see that mm-hmm. there's people that care. and that want to give back so it was definitely an amazing experience we're just really thankful for feeding Tampa Bay for allowing us to come out and be part of it yeah
0: thank you so much for that because it's you know it's a really important point that you make that there are certain times of year when people think about the need but the need's there all year long Mm -hmm. and and to have you come in and and shed a light on it in a time when people might not be naturally thinking about food insecurity or people going hungry or not having that holiday meal on their plate. Um, It's it's so critical for our work because we're as busy you know, the, the last week of January as we are, the third week of April as we yeah. are, and the fifth week of whatever, and all the way through Thanksgiving and Christmas. And so it's really uh, an important point, and I, I appreciate you making it. And, you know, uh, Michael, you also had a chance yes. to come out and uh, support us and, and be part of the volunteer experience. Would you like to yeah. share a little bit about well, that? Well, Absolutely.
2: actually, I have to interrupt on a minute because he also has experienced – Uh, The confetti (laughs) at a different time in his life. There is
0: something big and shiny on that Yes. So I want to give him due
2: respect on uh, what that felt like to you. It was a different time. But let you reminisce for a little bit what that um, experience was like for you. Yeah, I was
7: just thinking about that. Because you had to be
2: thinking when she was talking about her experience. And (laughs) Although we do have a historic weekend Mm -hmm. to uh, talk about. But yours, nonetheless, was a... uh, epic moment for it you was. and your family it was
7: i played for the new york football giants and uh it seems like it was yesterday but unfortunately it was almost 10 years ago oh, no. wow. <laughs> i thought about that yesterday and said man we got a 10-year reunion wow. coming up wow. for being you know 40 super bowl 46 champs mm-hmm. uh but it was a obviously an experience of a lifetime like angie said like you never Everybody has the goal of being the best in the world, uh, but only one is crowned champion, and not a few players uh, and wives get a chance to experience that last game. And uh, I got fired from the Bucks. I thought my career was over <laughs> with, and uh, God had uh, a different plan for me. Uh, played it one month in the UFL, thought my NFL career was over with, and mm. then New York football Giants came out and sought me out of Omaha, Nebraska, <laughs> and uh, pulled me from that UFL team, kind of like a semi-pro team, uh, and I got a chance to play for two years, and uh, in my second year, won a Super Bowl. So wow. um, it was a little bit different for me because I wasn't drafted by the Giants, so I was in a different space. Uh, but everything that I experienced with the Bucks, in terms of you know failure and shortcomings, and having to bounce back and stay humble and stay persistent and become a leader, mm-hmm. all of those things um, were my foundation of being a leader. For the New York Giants and uh, even though I wasn't drafted there I was well respected because I had been through a lot of things in my six-year time with the Bucks, and I was fully embraced and uh, I got hurt week 12 uh, the first time we played against the Patriots we beat them in their house uh, so I had to go on IR uh, but it was very great for me because the organization usually when a player goes on IR he goes with his family he's away from the team he doesn't have any responsibilities mm-hmm. to be in meetings to be at practice or anything. Uh, well, the Giants felt that it was important for, they didn't want anything to change because I would speak before the team and you know I was a, a intricate part mm. of, right. of our team. I prayed before the team, before we took the field. So they paid for me to be with the team and to, when I went on IR, to be with the team and still come to meetings and still be around. Mm-hmm. So I was with them the day-to-day and I didn't miss out on anything. And the fact that I wasn't drafted, that I, they still wanted me around on the day-to-day was just eye-opening that it was it was bigger than football. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really found my purpose in life. I always felt that playing football was my purpose in life, uh, but it was a deeper calling for me. I was a spiritual leader on the team. I was a, a you know you know a coach uh, off the field, coach you know trying mm-hmm. to get people to buy in, be better husbands, better fathers, better teammates. And uh, it was just a great feeling to be able to, um, you know, have the confetti uh, being dropped <laughs> yes. and to be on the field and experience that with my wife as well. Right. So that was a long time ago. And um, 2011 uh, it was. And uh, time has flown. And, um, you know, just recently, like you mentioned, I had a great chance, you know, because you experienced those great things. Uh, people want to want you to come out they want to talk to you so I got an invite uh, to one of the Feeding Tampa Bay uh, events. Uh, I started my TV show Michael Clayton Live and they uh, you you guys allowed me to come out and cover um, Mm -hmm. in in the when the pandemic first started and uh, it was eye-opening to me and very emotional for me because you know out of nowhere you see 4,000 cars Mm -hmm. lined up uh, just the traffic piled on Del Mabry. And you would think it's a football game mm-hmm. yeah. or a baseball game. Yeah. And uh, I, I remember, and I'll never forget this, that I got emotional and teary-eyed simply because you would see, I would see nice cars mm-hmm. yes. in the line. Yes. And I'm like, wow, you know, this has really impacted everyone. And mm-hmm. it kind of, it, it, it brought me back to humble beginnings that it doesn't matter who you are, what you have, that You know, uh, life has a way of humbling you. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have um, people in the community that know how to love and care, that we could be looking at uh, a tremendous epidemic mm. or, um, further than just the, the COVID-19, but we, we've been dealing with food mm. insecurity for, you know, decades, it's been a problem. Right. So to be a part of that event with Feeding Tampa Bay and seeing that with my own eyes, just brought an awareness to let me know that, man, there's more to be done. Uh, that led me to reaching out to uh, establishments like Crossover Church, who mm. also yes. uh, runs uh, uh, in, in, in there mm-hmm. uh, with Tommy Colonin and, um, you know, feeding people. And, you know, I was able to, you know, God bless me to, to start a business. I got a roof cleaning business, uh, Green Tiger Tampa. Uh, we've had our business for eight years in Baton Rouge. We just opened up our second location, and things got off to a really great start. So I was able to, you know, financially uh, help cross over and just implement, you know, some finances with them. To seeing what they're doing for the community was just. Um, enlightening, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and to see how many people they feed, to see how many people uh, uh, Feeding Tampa Bay partners with to create these uh, establishments that can feed the masses of Mm -hmm. people who are in need. So it's just been a great experience. And during Super Bowl week, I got another opportunity to go out to Tropicana Field to serve and, you know, waving signs <laughs> in the air and yeah. gr- meet and greet people uh, as they're coming to, through the line. Uh, my good friend Earl Christie, who won, I think it was Super Bowl uh, <laughs> three with, with Joe Namath, I think. Wow. Uh, he was oh, out there wow. passing oh, hey. out um, um, McDonald's, free McDonald's uh, meals. And he right. had to, like, 500 uh, free, <laughs> free meals from McDonald's and you know he gave me like a hundred and I'm just we're, we're passing out McDonald tickets and people in the car like six people in a car that only fits four they're yeah. I want one yeah, like right. you would think you were passing out a hundred dollar bills mm-hmm. and um, it was just uh, it was an experience that you never forget it, it keeps you humble it keeps you hungry to serve uh, because, you know, well, I believe that, you know, when when you give things happen, you think doors open to you when yeah. you serve yes. your community. So uh, having opportunity to see it um, in the flesh, to see people, how people suffer, to see who's suffering uh, was just uh, uh, eye opening to me that, hey, as a leader in the community. There are so many things that we can do as a community to help those in need, and Feeding Tampa Bay is just one of the many ways that uh, people can serve. Be a volunteer, and that's where, why I wanted to get involved, just to bring awareness. You know, people look at football players; they, uh, kids want to uh, follow our footsteps. They want to be us, and they see the football side. But the most important thing is the brand that lives far beyond your football playing years, mm-hmm. and so many football players and baseball players and athletes can utilize that influence in a major way, and that's what's been most uh, awarding, to be able to go out, wear a jersey, meet and greet people who are in need uh, in a crucial time in their life, Put a smile on their face just mm-hmm. because they had a great memory of watching you play. Uh, now getting a chance to take a picture with you, or shake your hand, or get a McDonald's free t- a right. free coupon. Yes. You know, those are me- memories that they'll never forget. Yeah. Uh, and and likewise, it's a memory that I will never forget. And something that I can teach my kids: Hey, these are the platforms that you want to be associated with. Uh, that you want to support because they're doing big things in our community. And we probably wouldn't have a community if it wasn't for organizations like feeding Tampa Bay because right. you simply look at people people will do anything yeah. when you can't feed your kids. Absolutely. Right. Yep. 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 And right. just that alone, people don't really don't look at it like that, but right. it brings order mm-hmm. to yeah. a community, when we are feeding our community. So it is very important for the safety of our community, very important for the people in our community, and very important for the people who can lend a helping hand to be a part of these special uh, events and organizations.
0: Yeah, I love that thought because, you know, one of our one of our new taglines is, food makes tomorrow possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know, and, and when I listen to you talk, that's really what I'm thinking about is the way that you inspire people to think about what's possible. Right. And the way you have leveraged your celebrity and your success to benefit others to to find that purpose is so powerful you know it's it's really as much as we love watching you on the field that's even more meaningful and that's even more special and you know we're just thankful to be a little part of it and i i think it also reflects for me the idea that i love feeding tampa bay because we don't do anything by ourselves You know, we, we really don't. We have thousands and thousands of volunteers that come and make our work possible. Right. We have hundreds of agencies and nonprofits and other organizations that work with us hand in hand to get that food out to the folks who need it. And we have thousands of individuals and families and businesses who have been successful, who are successful, who contribute to that work. Yes. And so, you kind of pieced all of that together Mm -hmm. in what you just shared. And and Mm -hmm. it just, it really is the heart of who we are. And and I love that you're able to see it from the other side, Mm -hmm. right? From all of the ways you've been able to kind of connect with our mission and our partners and and contribute to it. So it's just so great to have you, you know, part of our world. Definitely.
7: Glad to be here and to be a part of
0: it.
5: And it amazes me, like, with the feeding Tampa Bay and being under the umbrella of feeding Florida and then being under the umbrella of feeding America. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Yeah. that is so powerful in and of itself as well to just show that as a, you know, Americans period, mm-hmm. we need to all come together. And it's a trickle down effect yeah. to every single state, mm-hmm. every single city within the state, every single county. Cause you guys work with 10 different counties That's and good. they're not just suburban or urban. They're every single county. and then you're meeting their needs where their needs, where they're at. So wherever the suburban community, how they want to be fed, you meet that need. In the urban community, you meet that need. And that is the part that is really touching as well because not everything's cookie cutter. You can't just say, I'm gonna go into Orlando and this is how I'm gonna feed Orlando, the same way I feed Tampa. It doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. So the fact that feeding Tampa Bay as an organization has so many umbrellas underneath it and then comes together to give you such a unique experience as a volunteer and also as someone who's receiving food and to know, like Mike said, there were nice cars in those lines mm-hmm. that could easily yeah. be us. Yeah. And to know that we can come and be and receive food in a, in a way that doesn't make you feel less than, yeah. but makes you feel supported, mm-hmm. is something right. that was really important and also something that we saw um, when we I volunteered at the distribution center. So it was an amazing experience.
0: Well, I think that's one of the things that connects our organizations because it's really clear to me that, that your group is very aware of treating people with dignity yeah. right of of being welcoming and open and, and to really take the time to look somebody in the eyes when you're giving them food to really appreciate that it doesn't really matter what kind of car they're driving you we don't know what's led them to that moment, all we know is they put a hand on. and they said they have a need and we're going to meet that need together. And that kind of attitude and that approach to it is so important because that's a, a really vulnerable moment. And for someone to get to the point where they're willing to get in their car and get in line and wait for an hour to have a box of food that they didn't earn be put in their trunk for them, mm-hmm to go home and feed their family you know there's a deep story behind that you know there's a lot of things that led to that moment and it's critical for us that we treat that moment just as special as we treat the next car Mm -hmm. and the next Mm -hmm. individual because each of those people has a unique story and has a need and has you know a reason for being there and you guys just did such a fantastic job of personalizing the experience Mm -hmm. right of showing respect and dignity to the folks that came through the line and and there's nothing better than that when we have a volunteer partner like you guys.
7: And one of the other great experiences that I had is, you know, being being a man of color, um, this uh, epidemic doesn't discriminate. Yeah, no. it affects everybody. Mm-hmm. So um, as a person of color, uh, it is it is a great feeling to get out in the community and serve people. Who don't look like you. Mm-hmm. It's expected in our community to help those who look like you. Uh, it is something that we've been taught from childhood that hey, you got to help your brother because we, we live in a world that they may not get help from someone else. But uh, it, it gives us an opportunity to kind of touch on the fabric of America. Mm-hmm. Yeah that it doesn't matter what you look like, it doesn't matter what religion you are. The only thing that matters is that, in my opinion, is that you see the God in me and I show you God's love and what that looks like Uh, because I believe that we all are the hands of God and it's all about serving, so being in that position uh, kind of um, I've been, I, I I was raised in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, I've been fighting racism my whole life. Uh, I can't tell you how it feels to be able to uh, serve someone who's of the opposite color and they have a smile on their face and they're welcoming. You know yesterday I was serving a house and I'm cleaning the property and a white lady comes out and she says, "Oh my god, your team is so professional and we enjoy watching you serve our neighbors and we want to get a quote." And I'm walking over and I'm like, "Absolutely. I'll look around your property." She says to me, "Well, do you mind coming in?" Mm-hmm.
6: Mm-hmm.
7: And I'm saying like, you know, you know, yes, it's, it's a pandemic, right. okay? Mm-hmm. And if my wife was standing right next to me, she probably be like, absolutely not. We're <laughs> not going in. To the doctor. <laughs> but as a man of color, to have a white woman come up to me does not does not know who I am right right Right. just seeing me run my crew and seeing the professionalism invites a stranger until they're into the home like I could have walked around the side Mm -hmm. but she specifically was trying to I believe she wanted to say I'm not like what you may have experienced sure Yeah. yeah I want to be one with you Come and let me invite you to my home. Right. So I, I was. I said, absolutely, <laughs> right. absolutely, I will come into your home yeah. and, and walk yeah. through your home to look at your property. But as a man of color, when when, we, when you're put in those situations to kind of tap into the fabric that we all want our country to be, yeah. mm-hmm. we 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 completely. Forget about the negative, all the things that are going on, and we tap into that love. We tap into that spirit of servitude, Mm -hmm. and it is an amazing feeling. So uh, I got a chance to experience that, and uh, it's it's just—it's a—I never would have thought that serving would bring out those types of emotions. But Mm -hmm. it's—it's the country we live in, and Mm -hmm. it's the situation, and something positive came out of being able to serve people who don't look like you. It's right. right. very special. Right. Absolutely. That's
0: awesome. And I yeah. you know, I I've, I've seen over and over um, those kind of interactions at our distributions. Mm-hmm. And the colors and the backgrounds and the histories and the native countries change on both sides right. constantly. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so cool because we have volunteers from every possible background, right? Everything you could think of. We have immigrants and we have natives and we have fifth generation Florida crackers. Mm, And we have, you know, (laughs) I mean, literally everybody on our side at Feeding Tampa Bay reaching out. And then the same can be said for those saying I have a need,
6: Mm -hmm. right? And Mm -hmm. and
0: it's really a a beautiful thing in, in so many ways that, it it just isn't a factor at all. That's
5: right. Yeah. You know? Right. <laughs> and since we're on that topic, I just have to give a huge shout out to Darcy Glaser um, from the Bucks. Mm-hmm. I mean, being a woman and a owner of a team, um, you know, she's already a minority in that in that factor. But also hiring Bruce Arians and then having the most diverse yes. um, coaching staff in mm-hmm. the league um, and then to win a Super Bowl <laughs> for yes. the very first year yeah. this coaching staff <laughs> right. has, yes. has come together and for her to make all of these marks in history and to do it on such a high platform mm-hmm. and to and during a time where social justice initiatives are so high right now. I just you know want to give a, a huge shout out to the Buccaneers organization for setting that platform and giving that example. They've had the social justice initiative since 2018 um, prior to George Floyd. Um, this was something that was super important to Darcy. And right. um, she works really closely with myself and my husband with making sure the social justice initiative continues outside of the organization and spreads into the community of Tampa. She has um, has me working with the um, private schools, mm-hmm. with uh, police relations, um, with um having tough talks with the elementary school kids, the middle school kids, and the mm-hmm. high school kids of all colors and all different backgrounds, religious and um ethnic backgrounds and for her to have such a impact within our community and to be able to show it on such a high platform, which Mike, Mike was just talking about just using your platform to be able to make such a difference. It's just been really impactful this entire year. Um, the bless, a lot of blessings came out of this pandemic and that's one of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And
0: if, if people right. don't know, I think it's important to, to actually lay out exactly what you're saying about the coaching staff of the Bucks, because mm-hmm. the offensive coordinator is minority. The defensive coordinator is minority. The special teams coordinator is a minority. The first female coach to win a Super Bowl. Right. That is incredible. Mm-hmm. And it shows the strength of diversity. Mm-hmm. You know, it shows the strength of what you can accomplish when it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you're qualified, you're qualified. Mm-hmm. And Todd Bowles is certainly qualified. That man <laughs> designed an amazing defense that throttled a pretty incredible offense like we've never seen before, right? That is, you know, that was his Super Bowl as much as anybody else's. And and I love that Bruce would tell you the exact same thing, you know? That, it's such a powerful point. I'm really glad you brought it up because I don't know... How wide that story has has gotten. You know, some people know.
5: Not wide, or, enough. Not wide <laughs> enough. Certainly not wide enough. I actually mm-hmm. had a chance to um, during the boat parade. Um, I, I had a chance to talk with Darcy, and that was one of the first things we we spoke about. Mm-hmm. She was like, I really wish that people would focus a little bit more on the diversity that we have on our coach and staff. They've wrote mm-hmm. written articles about it, yeah. um, but they'd rather talk about Tom Brady throwing the Lombardi Trophy <laughs> <Right>. than <laughs> talk about priorities. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Right. i I think this is
2: a whole nother podcast where you have come in with darcy and we talk about how more broad spectrum of what leadership in the buccaneers is yeah Yeah. that could be a whole another topic for the podcast (laughs) just like you were talking about how important leadership uh, your super bowl winning year was Mm -hmm. um, and how important that is that's really how i mean we can say split things down but that's how we won the super bowl Mm -hmm. really is talent but it's also leadership right Mm -hmm. from all yeah. angles, which I've kind of said all the all along,
6: mm-hmm.
2: um, it takes everything and everyone. And so, and, and also at Feeding Tampa Bay, I'll compliment Matt here. Our leadership team, as well, is how we were able to put two million meals mm-hmm. a week on the table, and how we were able to lift to eighty. I don't know, 80 million meals thus far <laughs> since wow. the pandemic began is because it starts with our leadership mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. So that's how things get done, yeah. really, yeah. is change makers and leadership mm-hmm. and people willing to take a risk for those that they care about, yes? Yes, yeah, definitely.
0: I, I think it's a really important point. You know, our team is incredibly diverse. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. we, have, we have folks on the program's team that are, you know, of all races and religions, of all backgrounds, of all colors, yeah. and, mm-hmm. um, I think it's one of our strengths. It is. Uh, And as somebody who grew up in this area, and you know, my my baseball team used to sell programs outside of the old Sombrero, the old Tampa Stadium, and they would just let us walk into the stadium for the game because there were 20,000 empty seats. Oh, wow. You know, to go from Mm -hmm. that to where we are now yeah. as an organization, and, and how the Bucks have embraced the community, and the community has just been dying to embrace a great team. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's just such a neat thing to see. Yeah. And you know, Michael, I know you were here during some of the lean times, mm-hmm. and then you know, around some of the the remnants of the really good early times. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I wonder if you had thoughts on how you've seen the Bucks kind of change over the years.
7: Well, I um. I've had the great pleasure of being a a game day analyst for the past three years. So um, uh, when you play for a team, you always watch that team and I'll forever be a Buccaneer. Um, But having a chance to uh, cover them on a weekly basis for three years kind of just gives me the insight, seeing multiple coaches um, come and go and hear. Uh, the the, the uh, tone of, in the locker room of interviews and evaluating and being able to translate to people like this is what that really means. <laughs> uh, and very, um, and and oftentimes I know exactly what's going on. So to see uh, the Bucks make an upgrade that they did, bringing Tom Brady in and Rob Gronkowski, you knew that they were trying to. Uh, buy a Super Bowl Hmm. Uh, and not to say that this team can't win back to back, but it's very difficult to maintain all of these great players at the prices that you have to pay. Hmm. So that's going to be an interesting thing, but just to watch them grow little at a time. People think that uh, champions are created in a season or overnight or by uh, chance. Like, this has been in the works for a very, very, very long time, and if you're not a football, uh, uh, you know, junkie, you can't really see it. If you're just a fan, you're frustrated, <laughs> you're mad because the Bucks only won seven games, and he threw another interception, and, you know, you, you just, you're just upset about everything that's going on, whereas, for instance, when Jameis Winston is throwing interception after interception, because of my knowledge, I'm able to say, well, that's actually a good throw, yeah. And that was actually Mike Evans' fault, or Chris Godwin's fault, or you know Scotty Miller's fault, or the, mm. whatever receiver made a mistake. Like, I know the position, <laughs> so if we don't do these things right, it doesn't matter who's throwing you the ball. Those things are going to happen. Mm. Well after you say that for three years all right for three years and then Tom Brady gets here and all you hear is the uh, wide wide receiver saying well Tom's biggest thing is teaching us how to protect the football and how to to do all of these things and I'm saying yes yes that's how we're going to get to the next level (laughs) so when we got a leader who kind of just preaches those things that everybody in the football world knows football has not changed in 100 years. It's the same, the same fundamentals. You can run the football, you do these fundamentals right. You're gonna win. You might not win a Super Bowl, but you're gonna win a lot of games. So to be able to be an analyst and hear them talk about the things that I know they need to get better at, to see leaders get brought in here that can make a difference in terms of turning our good players into great players Mm -hmm. uh, was a great experience to see. 'Cause I saw them getting better week in and week out. And all this year, I told I coined the term from week one, drink the Kool-Aid. I'm telling everybody, drink the go. Kool-Aid. So yeah. it's a thing every now and then. So now everybody's saying, Michael, I'm drinking, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. But even when we were even when we had a losing record, I was saying, drink the Kool-Aid, because I've seen this team, studied this team for three years. And doesn't matter if we win. It just matters if our offensive linemen are a little bit more physical. Mm. It matters if we have a number. A, a, who's our next running back? Because Ronald Jones is a good running back, mm. but he's not the guy who's gonna get us to the promised land because he can't make the first guy miss, but he's a tremendous asset to our team as a number two. So when we get Leonard Fournette and we pull in all of these things, I'm saying, well, they know football. Like, I know. (laughs) And I'm seeing everything come together a little at a time, and it was just, um, you know, I I believed at one point I said that the football gods are shining in Tampa Bay, (laughs) and the one team I wanna see in the playoffs is the Saints because we know them now mm-hmm. and we owe them one and we two. owe them yeah we owe them <laughs> owe them too, uh, and to be able to watch it to be able to analyze it to be able to bring the player's perspective reality to fans yeah. uh, was just a great ride for me uh, i felt the whole way that i was on the team that i was winning a super bowl as a former player so yeah. i can only imagine uh, other players like Derek Brooks and Rondé Barber how they felt embracing this team as they went on to victory So it's just a great feeling man to see yeah. it happen. Awesome.
0: Mm-hmm. We really appreciate you guys being here with us yeah. it's, uh, Thank you it's for always the fun time to talk to. and the insight.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have to tell you guys a funny story about me and Mike and how okay. we know Absolutely. each other <laughs> All right. So our so my husband Alex Smith and Mike played here at the Bucks together, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Mike finds Tina Clayton, who is my best friend now, um, finds Tina Clayton, falls in love, marries her, you know, they have the perfect love story, right? <laughs> so then my husband, six months later, finds me, falls in love with me, right? And then we come together, We so we've known each other for 15 years, okay? Um, I'm celebrating 15 years, um, being with my, my husband, seven years of marriage um, on Uh, March 14th. You guys just had an anniversary celebrating 15 years because Alex watched him get married right away. I was (laughs) like, yeah, we're going to wait on that. (laughs) Um, So, so, but, you know, needless to say, like um, his wife, Tina, is one of my best friends and um, we had celebrated my birthday together. So we're celebrating my birthday. We're at Busch Gardens. It's the wine festival, right? Oh, yeah. So we're drinking. Mm-hmm. We're enjoying our time. TLC's performing, right? Red oh, Light wow. Special, Waterfall, you know yes. everything, right? So <laughs> then we decide to take the party to the karaoke spot. So we go to the karaoke spot. We're drinking. Mike and Alex are singing their, you know, songs to us, and me and Tina are singing like No Scrubs, you know. So we're going back and forth, and Needless to say, but so my birthday is April 8th, Mother's Day comes up. I call Tina, and I'm like, oh my goodness. I'm pregnant. And she goes, so am I.
3: <laughs>
5: so we both have two-year-olds that are six days apart. Wow, so, awesome. yes, their daughter was born December 26th, and then my son was born December 31st. Wow. So, yeah, so we have a really tight family bond, um, the four of us. Um, so um, like he, like he was saying, you know, there it it runs deep uh, yeah. football and family Yes, and to be able to combine those two worlds together is one of our greatest joys so I just wanted to share that funny oh, story oh, you I you love it yeah. that. I was trying to see
7: where you were going so yeah, we were, we were like minded after karaoke night is what you were trying to say <laughs> right and we all had a great night like, and yeah. then
2: it became <laughs> a parallel universe you know, yeah.
7: <laughs> yeah. to this day we all celebrated right. <laughs> <laughs> to this
2: day and it's very nice to um, have friends that get you Yeah. yeah. both professionally And personally. Thank you so much Uh, for sharing that story. Uh, Definitely. (laughs) And
5: also, you guys can't leave out the Lightning winning. Mm -hmm. Yes. The Rowdies. The Rowdies. The Rays. Rays. And now the Bucks. Mm -hmm. Now the Bucks. I mean, Champa Bay. Champa Bay.
2: (laughs) Champa Bay. And then I was watching, and then we're going to have to let you guys go, and we appreciate your time. Mm -hmm. And we'll have to come back again on that whole leadership thing. Yes. You'll have to come back on the show Mm -hmm. again. But we also have um, on television, we have somebody from Tampa and The Voice. And on American Idol, so we can keep cheering oh, for yeah, people right, from Tampa. Yeah. Yes. We continue to be Tampa Bay. <laughs> that's right. We're not letting it go. It's going to be a year-round thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. yes, we mm-hmm. need this in a pandemic. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate <laughs> you. Thank you so guys. much.
5: Yes. You,
4: you can learn more about Feeding Tampa Bay and how to join the movement at FeedingTampaBay.org. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter,
6: LinkedIn, and YouTube at beating Tampa Bay.